Hey, Chatty Cathy's and Mini Gabbers. This is Mini Gabs of Historical AF. We'll see how long this one lasts. My name is Natalie. And I'm Kina. Cool. We don't have, <laughs> we don't have a guest today because we had so much cut out <laughs> of uh, this week's episode. All about town names. So much about town names. It's like, oh, yeah. I forgot how long we did that. <laughs> So we're doing part dose because we love the otter limits, not the otter little animal limits, but the otter limits with a D. But I always think of little tiny otters with their paws floating in space every time I think of them. We need to design that and send it to them. It's like a thank you gift. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they would appreciate it. Or Ty. I don't think Ty would appreciate it. We just kind of roll his eyes and they pass it on to Z like, here you go. Oh, uh, yeah, we had such a great time. We just cut so much. And even with the amount that we cut, like, deleted scenes, there's still, like, an hour left for Patreon-only <laughs> content. So, yeah, we're just going to throw them at the end of this episode, too. Which I said at the end of the last episode, but you didn't hear it because I cut it out. But. You do now. You heard yeah. it. So, how's your week been, Natalie? How's the old librarian going? Uh, terrible. <laughs> I'm not doing so good, but it doesn't need to be out on the internet interwebs forever either. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not super thrilled with the library business. It seems like a, I'm, we're not the only library that's having troubles. A lot of them are struggling with mostly it's, it's admin making decisions that are not best for those who work in public. Yeah. Gonna, it's going to leave it there. There's a lot of turmoil and a lot of bad morale. But aside from that, I'm doing good. I'm keeping on, keeping on. I'm gonna I'm starting a new painting series and it's gonna be Color is Beautiful. And I have I'm starting to paint different women of different shades and different hairstyles and colors with like crazy colorful backgrounds. So it's basically a picture of a woman wearing sunglasses and like an attitude raised eyebrow popping up behind the sunglasses with natural hair, different ethnicities, backgrounds. And it's just supposed to be that color is beautiful, no matter what you look like or where you're from. I love that. I love that so much. We There's a friend of mine who did her master's thesis on black hair. And we need her on here because it was the coolest thing. Like the natural hair, the different hairstyles, the stigmas. It's just the coolest topic. That's really great. Yeah. I, I hope so it gets accepted. Help. I'm really worried that I'm going to post it and then I'm going to have that one person that misreads it and be like, you're white and you shouldn't paint this or like, I have no right for it. And I'm like, I'm doing this to represent all of us because yeah. we every woman is beautiful yeah. in their own special, awesome way and should own it. No, um, I think it'll be great. Think of all those little girls out there seeing their hair and just being so excited because they don't see that very often. Even like coloring books don't have natural hair. Oh, like I said, I'm going to do all shades because all skin tones are great. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Even pink one. <laughs> With me, that's me sunburned basically. <laughs> or, uh, oh my gosh, it makes me think of my softball days. Like I take off my helmet and my face looks like a cherry tomato. but even that's pretty and my sweaty glory (laughs) all right but how's your week been 
Oh, it's been good. I have been working on my Etsy, coming up with weird nerd shit to put on there. I'm, uh, yeah, it's, I'm so boring. <laughs> I'm like, what have I done? I don't know. I can't even think what I did. I didn't even know today was Wednesday. It is Wednesday. <laughs> it is Wednesday. <laughs> Who knows? It was like trash day. And I'm like, why are they coming on Tuesday? It's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I have just assumed that they're always right. If the yeah. delivery man or the garbage man's here, like, they're right. Very rarely is it because of a holiday or something weird. So I'm, I just assume that they're right. <laughs> But yeah, no, things are good. I can't think of a single thing I've done this week. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I keep on just mumbling. I can't think of a single thing I've done. Well, did you make an awesome discovery? I did. Well, so our Patreon, or a patron, Frankie <laughs> tweeted me and mentioned, so with everything going on with the protests, you know, there's a lot of people saying this isn't a sudden thing that happened. So he mentioned, well, why don't we talk more about the history that got us here? And uh, that could be his own podcast. You know, it's 400 plus years of what got us to this moment in time. But I just thought it'd be kind of cool to, you know, find some stories and history that we probably didn't know about and just kind of add to the, the history that got us to where we are today. And this is one of my favorite stories. And me and my sister are huge nerds, and we were talking about things, and we were talking about the Constitution, because that's what normal people talk about. And she mentioned Elizabeth Freeman, the first enslaved woman to sue for her freedom and win. <laughs> that's cool. It's the coolest story. So nearly 80 years before the Dred Scott decision, a midwife used a Massachusetts Constitution to fight for her liberty. In 1780, the proclamation, quote, all men are born free and equal, rang out from the central square in the small town of Sheffield in western Massachusetts. The line was from the state's newly ratified constitution. It was read aloud for a proud public to hear. America's war for independence had been raging, and like the rest of the country, the town was gripped by revolutionary fever. But one woman who heard it wasn't inspired. She was enraged. Elizabeth Freeman was then known as Bet. She was an enslaved woman who understood the irony in the declaration right away. As she watched the men around her declare their freedom from oppressive rule, it only stood to reason that she should do the same. Freeman marched by some accounts immediately to the house of Theodore Sedwick, a prominent local lawyer, and demanded a dramatic accounting for the hypocrisy. She wanted to sue the state of Massachusetts for her freedom. Quote, I heard that paper read yesterday and says all men are born equal and that every man has the right to freedom, she said. I'm not a dumb critter. Won't the law give me my freedom? I really like her. She's got some sass and love a strong woman. Perhaps surprisingly, Sebrick agreed to represent her. Her trial was following year became what was called the trial of the century, rocking not only Massachusetts, but the entire institution of slavery. Quote, she was a kind of Rosa Parks figure of her time, says David Levinson, author of the Emily Piper of One Minute, A Free Woman, a book about Freeman. Massachusetts occupied an odd place in history of slavery. It was the first colony to legalize the practice and its residents were active in the slave trade. What it made it different, however, was that the state law recognized enslaved people as both property and as a person, which meant that they could prosecute the men who owned them, requiring they prove lawful ownership. By 1780, nearly 30 enslaved people had sued for their freedom on the basis of a variety of technicalities, such as a reneged promise of freedom or an illegal purchase. 
Prima's case, however, was different. She didn't seek her freedom through a loophole, but instead called into account the existence of slavery, which affected an estimated 2.2% of the Massachusetts population. Quote, if we can imagine this woman is a slave woman reading a constitution and saying, well, if everybody is created equal, then that includes me too, and challenging the state government on this issue, it was acts like that that forced Massachusetts legislature to look long and hard at the whole constitution and their liberties. That was a quote from Margaret Washington, an associate professor of history at Cornell University. The series of legal challenges to slave owners is evidence that a battle was brewing and that Freeman may not have been acting in isolation. Some historians believe she deliberately selected a sympathetic test case for ending slavery in Massachusetts. According to Levinson, Freeman was a nurse and a midwife who was well known and respected throughout the area. Because of her work, Freeman traveled widely and became in regular contact with white people, unusual for enslaved women at the time. Details about Freeman, who could not read or write, are hard to come by, quote, were writing the life of a woman who left no written word. Her only writing was an X mark on her deed, says Levinson. But the documentation that does exist, he adds, shows she was spoken of in glowing terms by the people she worked for and interacted with, who described her as trustworthy, honest, hardworking, and loyal. Quote, she was the perfect person to be the plaintiff. Quote, if anyone should be free, it should be her. Levinson adds that Sedgwick didn't oppose slavery because he thought it was wrong. In fact, Sedgwick himself owned slaves. He opposed it because he worried it could affect the colony's fight for independence from Britain. While Massachusetts was the center of early slave trade, Boston was the hub for abolitionist organizing, a source of tension at a time when Sedgwick feared any lack of cohesion could disrupt independence. Freeman was enslaved in the house of John Ashley, a prominent judge in Massachusetts from 1746 to the years leading up to her 1781 court case. Like Sedgwick and many men of his time, Ashley spent his days agitating for freedom from Rhenish rule while participating in history's most naked manifestation of one's human subjugation of another. John Ashley's wife had a reputation for extraordinary cruelty, and one day her anger at an enslaved girl named Lizzie boiled over. She ripped an iron shovel out of the oven and raised it above her head, poised to bring it down. Oh, this is really sad. Historians believe that it was either Freeman's daughter or her sister. Freeman threw herself in front of Lizzie absorbing the blow red hot from the coals the shovel sliced into deep into her arm and it hit the bone Ugh. god she would carry the scar for the rest of her life but would later point out quote my dom never again laid a hand on lizzie so she's such an extraordinary woman she throws herself in front of boiling hot iron scarred for the rest of her life and she's like totally worth it she never did it again what what a woman being enslaved in Ashley's house meant Freeman had a front row seat for the revolution and likely informed her about her own rebellion early on. By some accounts, Freeman was in the very room where the documents were being drafted, serving the men as they dreamed of freedom. Quote, anytime, anytime while I was a slave, if one minute's freedom had been offered to me and I had been told I must die at the end of that minute, I would have taken it. So heart-wrenching. Just to stand one minute on God's earth, a free woman, I would. Freeman was poetic about freedom, but she was also active in his pursuit, which is less unusual at the time than documented history often suggests. While Freeman's case is one of the most consequential, it certainly wasn't the only case of an enslaved person using the legal system to resist. There was an enslaved man, Walk Walker, was already in the throes of a legal battle when Freeman was gearing up for her suit. Walker had been inherited by Nathaniel Jennison after the first man who owned him, James Caldwell, died and Jennison married his widow. Walker claimed that Caldwell had promised him freedom when he turned 25, and he was already 28. Freeman's case was more radical than that. She wasn't only saying that her enslavement was unjust, she was saying that all enslavement was unjust. 
It wasn't just radical, it was effective. A jury of 12 local farmers, all men and all white, according to Levison, ruled in favor of Friedman in 1781, giving her her freedom and awarding her 30 shillings in damage. You don't see shillings very often. <laughs> uh, the first thing she did was change her name, casting off her slave name and favor one that celebrated her new status. Her case, along with Walker's, was a death knell for slavery in Massachusetts. In 1790, according to the federal census, Massachusetts no longer had any slaves, which meant it was the first state to comprehensively abolish slavery. They don't teach you that in history class. No. That a black woman is what abolished slavery in Massachusetts. That is amazing. And I didn't really get into it, but at the time they were making the U.S. Constitution, they gave all the colonies the opportunity to make their own state constitutions. And almost all of them really mimicked the national one with the whole, you know, all men are created equal. And that's where Massachusetts, like, word for word. So they're the first ones to be like, you know what? You're right. We said that. You're a person. You're free. We're like, check and mate. So that was very. Uh... So anyway, another amazing person in history. Remember her, Elizabeth Freeman. Like I said, it would take probably several podcasts to really unravel everything in history that has led us to this point. Like Constitution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yes, that's like actually yeah. topical. Um, you know, we'll do our best, you know, but it's our country was founded on the notion that African-Americans were not. And I think Rafat said it best. She said it was dehumanization. That's what they call it in sociology. And that the whole fact that they didn't believe that they were humans, that's how it was so easily to leave them out of the discussion because to them they were property. So yeah, it's one of the things that we got to remember that this country was never intended originally to be equal for everybody. And it's just a fight we got to keep on having. So what did you discover this week? Well, it's cool that I've started doing the program for the library of Little Travelers where we do little virtual travels around the world. And this week was Philippines. Oh, cool. And so my discovery is going to be one of the things from that. And San Pablo City in the Philippines, there is a Waterfalls restaurant. Oh, and it's amazing. <laughs> and of course, we'll, we'll post pictures and everything. So if you're not on Patreon, you're not seeing this live, you'll still get to see it on our posts. But you should join Patreon. Um, <laughs> for all the fuckery that goes about. So I think it's cool. It's actually, it's got bamboo tables, the whole, and this is actually the one place you can't have shoes. Shoes are not allowed. Oh, cool. You literally are eating outside in the middle of a waterfall. So like water is pouring down and right where it pools, that's where all the tables are. And it's a buffet of like fish, rice, chicken, all kinds of veggies and fruits. And they have it laid out on banana leaves. Oh, cool. And I will share my screen. This sounds like a dream vacation. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's even cooler than I was imagining. I know, right? Like, you're, like, legit in that waterfall. The only downside, I think, to the waterfall is that it's not organic. It's actually a man-made waterfall, like, there's purposes environmentally to put this dam up. So it's not like horrible, oh, but it's not quite as cool as like, look at this cool organic, this waterfall we found. Let's put a restaurant there. It's not quite like that, but it's just a neat experience too. So that's from above. So you can come and chill in the 
where the water is rushing down and then where the water relaxes you know, eat and there's a buffet underneath it oh my gosh that is so cool she's not allowed <laughs> my question is if is it slippery <laughs> my oh, biggest yeah. fear was i fill up my plate and then i fall down <laughs> flat on my ass and i float away with my food <laughs> eat like an otter just put it on your stomach float and eat <laughs> i could probably <laughs> on a banana leaf it'll work if cartoons have taught me anything, is that that will work? It it would. It would. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's just my one of my most interesting discoveries. There's all kinds of. I've discovered the Philippines is an amazing place. Okay, did you know the Philippines has 53 volcanoes? No, I didn't know they had that many. Wow, 53. That's a On lot. one island, one of their smallest islands, they have seven volcanoes. That just blew my mind I, when I read that today. And um, and they have gorgeous rice fields that are like stepping stones up the mountain and that are 2,000 years old. And like the same villagers, same ancestors, descendants of them are still taking care of it. And the only way to get to this place is you have to uh, ride a bicycle, a tricycle, <laughs> and then up to a certain point and then you hike the rest of the way. So, like, there's just so many little hidden treasures over there. That's just really neat. Um, so, I highly recommend giving the Philippines a Google, like, all the weird hidden treasures and everything. I'll post some links. I'll give Akina for her to post because, you know, she's she's the boss. Because there's, like, some really good articles that are, like, 41 wonders of it, of the Philippines. And that's how I discovered this restaurant. And there's another article with like 15 top places. And that's where I discovered the stone village where there's all these little houses made of stones that are over a hundred years old. And most of them are pretty well intact, except for a tsunami knocked down a few of them. Wow. So it's just, it was like so much to talk about and it blew my mind. And I think the adults in my program enjoy it more than the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that works. (laughs) Because yeah. most of the time they're like, they want a vacation there, I think. Mm. Uh, but next week is Brazil. So. Ooh. Mm. Oh, these are all bucket list places. They're so beautiful. Like, not to be weird, but like, I know astrology, we're supposed to be like fire signs, but I don't know. Something about water just calms me. I love water. I love rain. I love waterfalls. I love rivers. I love everything that's water. Maybe I'm weird. No, I'd be a waterbender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I love waterfalls. I think they're the most soothing, calming things you can look at. So, so pretty. All right. Well, past us is going to throw it back to the time we talked to Otter Limits podcast. And we talk a lot about town names. Okay, we'll we see you. There's a Sunday. lot of weird names. <laughs> Well, it's so good to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah good to meet you, you too. I've been binging you for the last few days, so I feel like I know you. <laughs> oh, God. I, I've listened to so much of your guys' podcast too. It's so good. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. Well, I mean, I, I feel like that's yeah. generous, but you know, whatever. <laughs> you guys got a fun setup. We've never podcasted together, so we don't. <laughs> like, if we ever to be in the same room together, we wouldn't know how to do any of that stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the audio file here. <laughs> so I'm I'm actually an audio engineer, so that makes it a lot oh, easier. That does oh, make okay. it easier. Yeah, that sounds like you're a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you're cheating. <laughs> sorry, she asked. This is her idea. This is all <laughs> her true. Fault. That was my fault. I was like, and you were like have approved of such cheating. <laughs> So she's the one who's like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, yeah. You also know I'm an audio engineer, right? She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not thinking about that when I asked. I gave Natalie no choice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I was just like. Okay, we're doing a podcast. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you're joining now. Congrats. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I can make time. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> what you do is you just, we'll just record our conversations. You know, you just talk into this microphone. What? That's all you do. What? Google some yeah. shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> what do you do in the UK? Uh, my husband's English. So oh. I live half of my life essentially there and then half here since I'm not a oh. citizen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop on that one. <laughs> I'm like, okay. As soon as Zeke comes in with my drink. Oh, there he is. Thanks. <gasps> he got me a drink and a backup drink. I love you. <laughs> no, I don't know how much is in that one, so you should... <laughs> He just said good luck. How much rum is in it? Oh, he just left. Okay. <laughs> I guess one way to find out. <laughs> gotta drink it and see what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I got my, I don't think you can see it. It's my skull and crossbones wine glass, but it has rum in it. That is awesome. Really getting into the theme this time. I really am. And it's my Kraken rum. I really want them to sponsor us. I am stalking them on Twitter and they keep on ignoring me. So Come on, Kraken. You should have worn the hat. I couldn't find it. Oh, she has I do a- have a pirate. Yeah, I have a pirate theme going on in this house. We have like a Kraken mural over the fireplace, and oh, that is so cool. We're nerds. It's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't even know what a nerd looks like. <laughs> nerd, where? Ah, uh, we're big pirate themed individuals. So I've been waiting for this theme for a long time. <laughs> I'm so excited. Stoked when he sent me the list. I was like, pirates. (laughs) (laughs) I like. (laughs) I I always listen to movie scores when I'm doing my notes, and this one had a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean popping up, and I'm like, it's meant to be. It's happening. (laughs) The universe knows. Mm -mm. Flashbacks. First time I really hung out with my in-laws. My father-in-law took me on a sailboat. And then he's like, can you swim? And I'm like, four seconds swim. He's like, doesn't matter if you fall in, you're going to freeze to death. I was like, okay, well, cool. this is escalated. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. I, know, I would ask, like, are you going to push me in? Yeah. Like, mm, what's should happening? I be concerned? I don't. <laughs> That's when, like, the true crime part of your brain kicks in. Where you're just like, wait, am I, am I in danger? Do I need an adult? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I need an adult. I love that phrase. <laughs> I'm like 35 and I still feel like a child sometimes. I'm like, I'm not adult enough to make these decisions. I, I need an adultery or adult. Yes. Very, very true. Like one of my favorite things right now is I wish I could remember her YouTube name, but like she does this thing where she goes back to visit herself like four months ago 
And she's basically trying to explain to herself in like January what from what's it, what it's like in April. And <laughs> it, it is the funniest thing I have ever seen. And she just posted an update of going back to herself in April. Like, okay. She's <laughs> 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 like, brace yourself. For me, what really made me laugh was the fact that the girls like she started out with. I was like, yeah, I mean the the Australian wildfires are just like, wow, they're they're gonna, probably going to be the defining moment of 2020. <laughs> I actually forgot about those. Yeah, me too. A while back. <laughs> Most people have, and that was January. Yeah, I saw that, and as soon as she said that, I was like, "Oh my god!" I completely forgot that this that was this year. Yeah, uh, it was so was, I have so a update. I need to watch that. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, if you were writing a dystopian novel of 2020, yeah. I would have quit reading by now and been like, "This is unbelievable." Like, yeah, there's, there's no way. Way. like the murder hornets like why bring them up and never bring them up again like you know, <laughs> it's, it's like a little side thing that got mentioned and now no one ever talks about yeah it's it. a cliff note i was like wait do we skip murder hornets i'm pretty sure we skipped murder hornet are, yeah. are they there i'm like afraid though that it's going to be one of those like foreshadowing things where they get like slightly like asterisk yeah. mentioned, and then later it's going to be a real big problem yeah. <laughs> or somehow like the murder hornets are actually like the boss like loose like Lex Luthor in all of this or something. Like he's a mastermind as the murder hornets. Because oh, <laughs> of them goddamn murder hornets. Yeah. <laughs> or that's the super- twist I'm expecting. Or the super volcano that just popped up out of nowhere. And I was oh, like, yeah, we're why? like totally in the black zone. <laughs> uh, okay, no. If Yellowstone goes up, there is nobody outside the blast zone. Yeah, it's it's just it, it's done. Like yeah. that that's game over. It's, it's scary. I don't know if you guys have heard of Scaryish podcast, but they are super great. Awesome, check them out. But they did an entire episode on the super volcano, <laughs> and I I listened to that, and then the earthquake started. I was like, oh god, please don't! No. <laughs> I was already scared. <laughs> yeah, but okay. Just just to allay some fears, one murder hornets aren't really that bad because they are actually <laughs> not aggressive. Unless mm-hmm. you actually get up in their face, yeah, like they're okay. they're not aggressive. So, i.e., don't get drunk and pick a fight with a murder hornet. Like, just leave them. <laughs> if you leave them alone and give them their space, like a rattlesnake, they're fine. How many people yeah. actually do that though? <laughs> I'm just uh, saying. We're from the you, south. Everybody's like, "Come on, motherfucker, let's do this." <laughs> I'm just saying. If a murder hornet fucks with you, you brought it on yourself. <laughs> yes, that's very true. And yes. two, the the super volcano is always causing earthquakes. That's, that's how it true. relieves the pressure. So I'm actually happy there's earthquakes because that means there is still tectonic shift and it's mm-hmm. not building up pressure to blow. So basically we have yeah. to treat it like a toddler. If it gets quiet, then be... That's concerned. when you should worry. <laughs> there's that, that is exactly it. So yeah. like if, if it gets real quiet in the house... That's time to be like, I got to find somebody because this this thing's about to go. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had to take a, a historic geography class in college. And it was mostly him just screaming about all the things that were going to blow up and kill us all. <laughs> like he talked about that. But where we're from, the New Madrid, the last time it erupted from Arkansas, church bells ringing in New York. Like it. Wow. It, in the Mississippi ran backwards like some bullshit. Yeah. So he's always like, if this goes off, like every bridge in this entire anything on the Mississippi basically is gonna be it's destroyed. Tough. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So you know, you can live in fear. 
or you can just be like, hopefully this won't happen in my last lifetime. So it's, uh, but that always scared me because every time I'm in Memphis or St. Louis, I'm like, oh God, is it going to happen? <laughs> is today the day the whole city goes down? So. I always try to approach everything with, you know what? It's future me's problem. Yeah. It's yeah. I'm sure one day I'll be like, God, pass me such a bitch for letting me live here. So selfish. <laughs> so selfish. Uh, God damn it, pass me. I don't go home. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> come visit me. I'm not going back there. Yeah, no, no, I understand. Yeah. Especially when people start pulling out the banjos. Mm, oh, yeah. Well, that's also funny because when we went the first time, he's like, when do I start hearing the banjos? And I was like, okay, you're not going to hear banjos. And then we went to Branson, Missouri, and there was banjos everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, you win this round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, so you think you're you think you're like, oh no, that's not a thing. That that's just deliverance, just played it up, and that's all it is. And then you're like, you go by the house that just is like that rickety swamp house, and they're just actually with the band. You're like, oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> uh, when he first moved to Arkansas, because he's Air Force and he was stationed there for like 15 years. Ridiculous. He said the first time he went to Cabot, he heard people playing the spoons, and he was like, What the fuck is this shit? Uh, I'm playing the spoons. Yeah. Oh, that's normal. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I know that. Yeah. That's that's a sound you can't forget. (laughs) Well, I grew up near between Mountain Home and Mountain View. It's a little confusing. But Mountain View does banjo festival and they also do the outhouse races. (laughs) You're really making us look great, guys. Good job. (laughs) They're just owning it. That's, you know, might as well. Yeah, I always think it's funny when you like are like, yeah, no, it's not as stereotypical as you think it would be, and then something happens, and you're like, God damn it! Ding 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 ding! Ah, stop! No. And a lot of it, I didn't realize it was funny until I moved away. I went to one comedy show one time, and they started making fun of Arkansas town names and like festival shit, and they were like naming things. Like my mom was born in Flippin, Arkansas, and it never dawned on me that it's funny. So he was like, oh, the flipping police or parked in front of the flipping Baptist church doing the flipping hospital or whatever. And I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear it before, but now you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, suck. And I was like, okay. Man, I always love that town. That was my favorite one. Like when I went to band camp, the band director there had like the, ba- the best radio announcer WrestleMania voice ever. And I just remember he was like, yeah, I'm from Flippin', Arkansas, and we're a flipping band. And, like, this, like, let's get ready to rumble kind of voice. Like, it was just. Yes, we're from Flippin', and we are the Flippin' Band. (laughs) This sounds like a Gandalf version of it. Yeah, it was very deep. (laughs) You shall not pass because we are from. (laughs) You shall not pass. Uh, that's how oh my great. god! We have possum grape and we have wiener. And, uh, <laughs> that's so terrible. Why is that a thing? That's amazing. Oh, oh they're so funny. Oh, every state can't be the only one. I think every state's got a few. Every state has has theirs. Like every state, I don't care which state. Oh, every state yeah. has theirs. I just, I was like, I think there was an episode of the, um, my guilty pleasure is The Bachelor. It's the only reality show I watch just because I feel like it's a psychological experiment. And there was a girl <laughs> in her Arkansas, and like her intro was like, "Here's a wiener. This is where I'm from." <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm like, "Don't do that. Don't." Or they call the hogs like Arkansas. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it startles people. <laughs> yeah, like 
One of my favorites in Colorado is actually Last Chance. Oh, okay. Like as you, it is literally out in the middle of the plains where there is fucking nothing, <laughs> and then the sign pops up, Last Chance. <laughs> right before it goes into Kansas, you're just like, Last Chance for Civilization for the next three hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of last chance liquors because we have uh, dry counties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last chance for alcohol. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of people I know from like northern states are like, what the fuck is a dry county? And I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> That's where uh, you're not allowed to buy alcohol still. That's yeah. where Jesus lives. That's what oh, happens. Yeah. All the churches buy up any available liquor license and then they just keep it to themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and that's where the porn stores live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other funny Arkansas names, there's bald knob. There's yeah. a thing called bald knobbers, and that's fun. And <laughs> Macover, Greasy Corner, Goober Town. <laughs> Goober Town. I want to live in Goober Town. That's no, you an don't. awesome name. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. It'd be really funny if that's actually like a really progressive place or something. Like, like just super liberal. Yeah. <laughs> it's I doubt it. I don't think so. But it'd be funny. Lincoln <laughs> can dream. Oh God. Oh, what Bullshulls isn't that funny? Why is that on here? What is it? Bullshulls? Oh, oh yeah, that's kind of whatever. Bull Shoals is like the best rafting. Oh my god, the hills are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are dropping. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I think you're just proving to them that they're never going to come back. Like throwing what <laughs> we signed off for. That's true. Yeah. You can take oh, the god. mountains. How, don't come out of the girl. How could I forget? Uh, one of my favorite favorite ones is Eaton in Colorado. Oh. <laughs> and no joke, Eaton High School literally had their mascot as a beaver. <laughs> oh, I forgot oh, about that. Who the but bull think about this for a second. Like let me let me beavers. put it together. They were the Eaton Beavers. That's oh right. man, that's amazing. And like that appropriate. <laughs> they did that on purpose. Like the students actually voted it in for their mascot. <laughs> and it lasted they for, should not have let the students it go lasted that. for i think it was like three years it lasted but like when it got popular like there were like actually lines of shirts that had eaten beavers on it and it was funny because i actually had to go up to people wearing that shirt going you do realize that that's an actual like high school shirt they're like what like there is a school called eaton that has a mascot of a beaver and they're like no, and I'm like, yes, they are the Eaton Beavers. That's amazing. That's awesome. high five. People photoed that in. They knew exactly what they, they were doing. Did. Oh, I know, so oh, they good. knew so well. Ooh, that makes me think of um, the Deaf School here in Little Rock. They're the Deaf Leopards. Yeah, that's a really good one. It's, yeah, that, that's, that's a clever. good one. I, like I enjoy that. it. I'm like, all right, I like that. I give you that. <laughs> uh, I want to say just like clever names in general, like even like clever restaurant names, like all the pho places that have just awesome little like pho. Oh like, yeah, uh, there is so fucking so yeah, pho and then king. Okay, um, <laughs> Chinese buffet here, so fucking uh, so good. They always have such good ones. Oh, <laughs> good time. Oh yeah, yeah. We also have crook. 
Oh yeah, crook. We have crook, Colorado. <laughs> oh, I love Tom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fun. I'm still learning like the Texas stuff because they don't pronounce anything the way you think you should. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of those YouTube where they make fun of people, and I was like, I would not have said any of these words correctly. So now I <laughs> make fun of Arkansas people. There's one place, it's G E P P. Looks like Geb, but it's Jeep. So you would immediately know if somebody wasn't from there because they said it wrong. I'm like, I'm that person now. <laughs> they do that on purpose just to weed out the non-Texans. I think so, because San Antonio's county is B-E-X-A-R. Like, how, how would you think? Bexar? That's a- yeah, that's what I thought, but it's bear. bear. <laughs> so I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. I'm like, that's a trap. Like just at- just <laughs> adding letters where they don't need to. Yeah. Um, I love um, Dion stuff where she says she lives in a neighborhood called the Gay Ghetto. <laughs> she stickers, apparently. That's amazing. And apparently she knows a place that's called 1234. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's witty. I enjoy that. Yeah. Um, also, we have Truck Ton. <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Truck Ton. Truck Ton. Like Truck Ton? Yeah, like Truck Ton. Like a truck. Ton. <laughs> I, I feel as though some places just got like real lazy with their naming. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like, but that's also out in the plains. So there's like, like Little Rock. That's <laughs> hey, there's a Little Rock. Let's name this down Little Rock. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stupid. <laughs> oh, good time. Yeah, they were sailing up the river and they were like, I see a rock. It is little. Therefore, this is where we're at. (laughs) Oh, man. If only we'd have landed next to that big rock over there. (laughs) There's a... Oh, no. Yeah, there is a big rock, isn't there? I have no idea. Probably. There's an ash flat and a calico rock. I grew up next to calico rock. Okay. Now, since you both are from Texas, take this in for a second. We have a city in Colorado called Texas Creek. (laughs) <laughs> well it's just me and i'm i'm new to i'm new to texas yeah i'm only arkansas oh yeah okay. um, can't tell texas, texas, texas creek though well that okay that makes me think of how there's like a paris arkansas and a paris texas uh-huh. well i'm like why is why is paris over here i shouldn't, shouldn't yeah but be. see it, i'm sitting here i was like well if that town were in texas wouldn't it just be called creek <laughs> oh my gosh my favorite. How do you even say that? Dion put ZYZX yeah. California. ZX. Zizix? Zizix? Zix? I would assume it's like Zizix, but. Sound like a B. Oh, God. How can I forget about Bonanza? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the mountains, there's a town called Bonanza. Oh, that's fun. I don't know why, but that made me think banana, and now I want a chocolate-covered banana. <laughs> there's a, there's a noodle, my logic went. A noodle, Texas. Noodle? Yeah. A noodle. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Oh, yeah, I've been trying okay. to learn. There's one. It's called it's B-O-E-R-N-E. Looks like born, but it's Bernie. It's all traps around here, I'll tell you. I live yeah. in S-E-G-U-I-N. How do you think that's spelled? C-G-U-I-N. 
S yeah, S E G U I N. E. There's an E. Whoops. Seguin? I know. No, it's Seguin. Seguin? Yeah, it's all a trap. I'm like literally the worst person. We are talking about weird town names at the moment. And I was just like, oh, (laughs) all right. We have, we have been on this topic for like 20 minutes now. I think, I think it's uh, a time time to to go to bed. (laughs) I have like one, I have one last thing to add to that. So I pronounce most things how it's spelled most of the time, which like, Mm -hmm. obviously it's like never works out. Especially Especially for the, well, the English language in general. (laughs) But I was um on a plane on my way back from japan and so we were like we finally were over the u.s i was like looking at the map that they have on the back seat and after a minute i'm like staring at the screen for a minute and then i kind of turned to the girl that was sitting next to me i was like what where is eugene she's like what she like looks over and looks at the map she goes that's eugene <laughs> and I felt so dumb. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't read. Oh, uh, we are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that I do all the time. I can't. I also yeah. once too like looked at um International House of Pancakes and was like, man, they should really shorten that. And then went, oh, I have. Okay, I, I get it. She touched your heart. <laughs> it was so heart. bad. <laughs> like we just—I remember, like we looked at you and we're like, huh? <laughs> "That's pretty much the look everybody gives me every day of my life because I can't human properly." <laughs> and yeah, I will say I know Alaska has a lot of weird town names, but mostly because those towns are like one person, and they could name it whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah those are fun i love the stories of towns where they get to vote and everybody just like puts nothing in so they're just like blank it's not like this and then you know like billy bob who <laughs> yeah. just like who just wrote something down as a chug it's like that's her name or like 56 they named it 56 because only 56 people live there Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know mean, my friend Whitley and Missouri Bland. Bland. <laughs> yeah, she's a photographer, so she went there for a wedding. Bland, Missouri. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Sounds like a great place to take photos. I don't know, does not sound bland at all. Wait, oh yeah, we were doing pirates, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Where weird towns we? now. <laughs> an entire episode about weird town names. Like, I wait, have tons in like. Right, UK. You mean we weren't doing an episode about weird town names? No. <laughs> that could be like a whole segment. We could just separate that out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like many, honestly. <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> on for a little bit. <laughs> Oh, well, we had a blast, guys. Thank you so much yeah, for having you. us. Thank you, guys. And we will see you guys Sunday with part two of Pirates. Yay! Yay. See you next week. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye-sies. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>